Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Welcome to Tuesday night after SummerSlam. It is the NXT podcast. Better late than ever. It's Alfred Kunwa joined, as always, by our returning champion, NYC Demon Diva Isa. Isa, I saw you during SummerSlam weekend, right? We had an exchange, but I believe we have some explaining to do, so I'll let you go first. Yeah, I did see you. I, I just want to <laughs> clear up for everybody because I know I, I'm, I'm the queen of the crap talking here. Hold on. I got my the video just started on my phone. Alfred did reach out to me on multiple occasions. I can't confirm that Alfred reached out to me on multiple occasions to pay up his debt. Unfortunately, somehow we ended up being scheduled for the complete opposite media activities. You were doing the one I wasn't at. I was the one you weren't at. Like, I don't even know how that went down. But, and Detroit. I don't know what's up, but Applebee's closing at 10 p.m. We could not find the time to go to Applebee's because we were busy bees. But... I just want to make sure people know that it's not because Alfred, because he did dodge me in LA. Like he was not trying to pay. <laughs> but in Detroit, Alfred text, we tried. It just did not work out. I did see you. I love that shirt that you wore for SummerSlam. I thought it brought you, you out. I loved it. Uh, I thought you looked great. But yeah, we could not get together. It will, it will happen. This will, I'm not letting it go. If you guys think I'm letting it go, I'm not. So it will happen. It just wasn't meant to happen in Detroit. Detroit, Applebee's, you guys need to stay up until midnight. What is that 10 p.m. BS? In downtown. Downtown Detroit closed at 10 p.m. No. Yeah, a lot of places in Detroit closed early. It was kind of a ghost town the first night I was there. It's a beautiful city, I'll say that, especially where we were staying. But uh, yeah, they did not open for very late, and we just kind of got on different schedules. So it's okay. This is the longest-running storyline in all of (laughs) wrestling media. It's cinematic. And to borrow a phrase from Paul Heyman at the press conference that we were at, we're in the bottom of the third of this storyline of me giving you the dinner. The Applebee, and I will will borrow a phrase from your favorite. We will finish the story. When? (laughs) I don't know, but we will finish the story. <laughs> we promise. We will finish the story. And uh, we just got back from Detroit. That's why we were a little bit late. It's because our planes just landed. And now we have to get right into this, right? <laughs> That's not true. It's because we were both <laughs> waiting backstage when neither one of us. You have to have host capabilities to run this program, guys. And me and Alfred forgot that Glenn was not on today. So we're just waiting backstage for him to bring us in. And then we realized, like, we've been waiting for, like, 15 minutes. I don't think Glenn is coming. <laughs> yeah. he did send an email we both spaced out on that one yeah we just forgot so we're here you know we're fashionably late okay that's all that is and everybody is glad to see us and we're glad to see you guys um let's get into the news something that you're not going to be glad about Issa. i'm going to be very delicate about this and i'm going to ask for your opinion roman reigns appears to be injured Apparently the injury was suffered early in the SummerSlam match. So that's a good sign that he was able to finish the match. A very long match, maybe too long, some would say, against Jay Uso. Roman Reigns can always finish anything. He's not like your boy Cody. He finishes. 
Cody Rhodes takes longer to finish. It's not about the size of the boat. It's the motion in the ocean, and it's about stamina. Uh, I don't think so. And Cody has It's not about stamina. stamina. After a little while, things dry up, okay? This isn't about, like... <laughs> That's not how it works, Alfred. I mean, we we don't want to finish too quick, but we also don't want to go that long. You you feel me? Well, he might have blown his load a little early if he is hurt <laughs> and can't compete at WrestleMania. So nobody knows the severity of the injury. To He's me, fine. it doesn't sound that bad. Match. He finished, he the, finished match. the match. He's Roman freaking Reigns. There's nothing he can't do. If a bone breaks, it magically heals. Like he just looks at it and smiles, and that bone just magically heals itself inside of his beautiful, perfect body. Like he's gonna be okay. It's not known what this injury is. We've seen plenty. WWE superstars are the toughest athletes in the world. So plenty of WWE superstars have finished matches with horrible injuries. I'm not saying I hope that's what it is. I'm just saying we've got to keep our minds open. I think he's gonna be okay. I don't know how he long is it is, but be okay. I do think it would be very funny if he was out for so long that they'd have to implement another world championship and they have to create a what would be a fifth world championship as an interim title. Uh, then that storyline might have jumped the shark. That's not going to happen. Roman's going to be okay. We know that payback is a B pay-per-view that we don't necessarily need him to be a part of. I think there's a lot of drama going on between the Usos with Solo to kind of keep the bloodline storyline mm -hmm. going without the necessity of Roman being there. I also remember that there was a lot of rumors about him being injured after that War Games match and he ended up coming back two weeks later like it was nothing. There's like, I feel like the Roman Reigns stories, like WWE and him are so private that we hear but we never really know what the full version of it is. So I don't know what to tell you other than if he needs a nurse. <laughs> we have a nurse on call 24 hours a day seven days Why a right week. to the island anytime anything he needs anything roman me i mean it call me <laughs> okay before this injury gets x-rated let's move on to another story <laughs> about somebody who else is not going to be wrestling anytime soon and that is one brock lesnar take it for what it's worth the gossip websites are saying that brock lesnar is not going to be back for a while, that's according to the Wrestling Gossip Radio, that he's going to be gone for a while. That is Brock Lesnar. Of course, we saw at SummerSlam, he did what any warrior would do in putting Cody over, not only losing to Cody Rhodes, as anybody will, but also showing good sportsmanship, in a rare bout of good sportsmanship, raising Cody's injured arm, which Cody had to sell. I hated it. That was kind of funny. And uh, doing a send-off of sorts, and it seemed he had his gloves off. I thought it was the easily the best match of SummerSlam. That's not even close, but probably the best moment of SummerSlam next to EO Sky cashing in. I thought it was a great yeah, match. I, it looks like we're not going to see Brock Lesnar for a while, Lisa. That's okay. Like, I saw somebody still calling him a part-timer at SummerSlam. I was like, he's been in every single PLE this year. This is the first time that we've seen Brock participating in everything that they've done. If he wants to take some time off, let him take some time off. What else is there to, to for him to do? He's here now to elevate. We don't, we seem to keep him away from world title pictures, and that is okay. There's there's nothing for him to do. Let him take some time off. I was more, I thought we were going to report on the fact that we almost saw Brock's beast at SummerSlam. That's he what we should be pants. talking about. That was crazy. I thought we were going to see the real beast. <laughs> he did rip his pants. Thank God that didn't happen because that's not something I'm interested in. But you get in a war, <laughs> you know, you sometimes rip your clothes. This is a rubber match. And he I have I have my reaction. And I, it was so funny because I'm like going through editing my SummerSlam content. And for some reason, Alfred, when it happened and I noticed that the first thing I did was just cover my eyes and look away. <laughs> <laughs> there's that shot of him like spread eagle uh, about to take the crossroads and you just see it split wide open so and I think that is like spoiler alert there's a preview of the vlog coming to my channel I just went oh my god <laughs> it went like this. like I was seeing something I was not supposed to be seeing <laughs> now if Roman Reigns were to split his pants what would that reaction be like uh, you would be bailing me out Then <laughs> <laughs> I jumped the barricade <laughs> I can't. I can't. People take what I say too seriously sometimes, and it's just like it's, it's a joke. It's a joke. Let them take Chill. it seriously. You Let know, but you know, friends. Sometimes, sometimes it's just funny what people like take too hard. Oh yeah. Like, oh, I know. Like, they don't. They don't. Like, you. I know you get it. But it's like have a sense of humor. <laughs> relax, guy. <laughs> yeah, relax, everybody. Relax like Brock Lesnar's pants when they ripped. There. <laughs> no, that's a little too chill. <laughs>
I hope those pants are on display at WrestleMania Access. That was a legendary match and a legendary That will be amazing. <laughs> I love that that moment was unscripted. I want Brock to take his time. I think even, even this field with Cody felt a little too long, like it went on for a little too long. But it's like, I, I, I do have one more match that I would love to see Brock in that is Gunther. And, and that is something that I feel should be a WrestleMania match if it happens. So give him some time off and, and make people miss him. Right now, I almost feel like he's been there a little too much. So it's, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah, I agree. And I think WWE is aware of the Brock Lesnar, Gunther, and how much people want to see it. They did tease that at the Royal Rumble. And I think it'd be a great match to see Brock and Gunther just slapping meat. Gunther says he wants him. So. Yeah, Gunther's been lobbying for that match for quite some time now. I, I'm sure yeah. they're going to get together and mix it up. When all is said and done. Well, it's Gunther not is all a, good news. Gunther is as intimidating no, no, no. as he looks in person. Just want to say that. I never had gotten the opportunity to talk to him. I got to interview him this weekend. I was scared to walk up to him. I saw some clips that looked pretty good, but I was getting some complaints from some of my media brethren. They were saying he was very uh, short in his interviews in terms of his answers being one or two and words. People, they, people don't know what to ask him about then, right? Yeah. Isn't it your job as an interviewing to kind of like, yeah. as an interviewer? I noticed it because they, they did things differently. So you were like, kind of like waiting on a line. So you're seeing, and I noticed it. And I was thinking that I was like, oh my God, this guy's on character. He's giving you the yes, no treatment. So you know what I did, Alfred? I asked him about wedding planner and I cracked him and he started talking about the wedding planning. Boom. Let's go. See, that's what you got to do. You got to find out what they like or maybe relate to them in some way. And and they can be, not all of them, but Gunther is one of those, can be a tough nut to crack. But like Issa said, if you've got the skills. Now, even talking about wedding planning, I was still intimidating. Even as he was talking about like the wedding planner, I was like, this wedding planner didn't get it right. I guarantee you things would have gone down. (laughs) I love my wife. (laughs) Yeah, but he was. He was very much on character. And that's like, I think that's a lot of fun in what we do is just finding out who's going to give you that interview in character, who's completely off character, just talking about whatever. Like, it's, you never know what you're going to walk into. And every person that you interview is so such a different approach. Um, but yeah, he was. He was very much, yeah, no, yeah. I said, Shaq Gable said he wants you, he wants you to win a summer set so he can take the title off him. And he's like, that's cute. It's good to have goals and dreams. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. That's exactly what I'd expect Gunther to be like. He's all business. And if you really want to have a conversation, you know, I don't want to see clips of Gunther talking about like potting and just going into these long, you know what I mean? Correct. Correct. That's exactly what I expected. And I like seeing it. He gave me, well, I, I, I thought Grayson Waller is a little more intense, but he gave me, I had that experience with Grayson Waller, WrestleMania weekend, where there was no cracking him out of character. Like, he was on and he wasn't going to snap. I Yeah, like you said, I would have been kind of disappointed if I walked in and Gunther would have been just a cool, chill dude that talked normal. So, anyway. <laughs> He's like, girl, I love your hair. What did you do with your hair, Yeah, <laughs> Nice red bottoms. No, yeah, I don't want that from Gunther. <laughs> Well, our final news story is uh, with AEW, which the Saturday Night Wars commenced this past weekend, Issa, and it resulted in the lowest number in the history of AEW Collision. This was a good litmus test in terms of what AEW Collision is going to be up against. You know, we talk a lot about the competition and this, that, and the third, and uh, this is not a good omen in terms of uh, AEW Collision as first broken through the Fast Nationals by Alfred Cuddle Forbes. The final numbers did come out. This past week on Tuesday earlier this morning, it's 417,000 viewers. That's not that average. bad. Not that bad for, I mean, not that bad for Rampage. It is, I mean, more of a Rampage number in terms of Collision. And if you look at what Collision has been doing, listen, I like Collision. I actually kind of like Collision better than Dynamite when I get around to watching yeah, it. It seems don't. like the more urgent show. I like what CM Punk is doing with that belt. I like that they're giving Ricky Starks a shot. I think he's been really good. And uh, they moved the MJF Adam Cole storyline there for a little bit in terms of that big tag team match they had, which they did a great number. They did one of their best numbers last week. Uh, and so now, right now, when the what show is kind of heating last up, week? I believe it was like six in the high 600s. Might even be in the oh. 700s, actually. Wow. They're they did, no, 734,000, I think is what it was. They're almost at NXT numbers. Good job, Collision. Almost, yeah. Not everybody can be NXT. But that, Dominic, that, that Dominic Mysterio effect. <laughs> I don't think that's a bad number compared to the fact that they were competing against freaking SummerSlam. If their number is usually 600,000. For like you have people like me, I still have it on my DVR. I haven't sat down to watch it. I'm all wrestled out after this weekend. I need a break before I just go out of my way to watch wrestling. If I don't have to watch it, I'm not gonna watch it, right? I have issues with collision because 
I like it. The, the one time I sat down and watched it, I thought it felt like a whole different show from Dynamite. I love the vibe. I love the wrestling. I love everything that they were doing. But that time that they're on is terrible. It's just terrible. I have a lot of like in-person things that I do here in Puerto Rico. And, you know, I had summertime and this Saturday is going to be my first Saturday off in like three months. Like, you really think I'm going to sit down and watch Pollution? I don't want to go near anything wrestling. So I feel bad because I do think there's a lot of wrestling programming. But I wish I could see the DVR numbers on that because I, I always say that's a co- Sunday morning over coffee kind of show. Like, I think that that show is getting watched on DVR. I personally don't wa- don't go back and watch it a lot because of the spoilers. We see so much of it scrolling through social media that it's like, what is the point to sit down and watch the whole show? But I will tell you, I don't think that number is that bad, given the fact that they were competing with WWE's biggest monster, like in the summertime. So... Yes, WWE, and there was the celebrity boxing match with Jake Paul. That's right. Nate Diaz. It is, for comparison, down 44% versus last week, 54% in the demo, which is not uh, ideal. But AEW Collision, I agree with you. In terms of I almost never watch it on a Saturday. I do watch it on delay just because, you know, they've got the weekly storylines going. And I, I do want to give the show a chance as long as they're putting something into it. And I, I think that Collision has been good so far. It's just that we're seeing these numbers now. And yeah, this might be on the higher end of what they would do against strong competition because you've got to imagine that the numbers are going to erode over time in terms of where they're going to settle in. And during football season, how much of the football audience is going to take away from uh, Collision? I know the wrestling audience will. I know the co- combat sports audience will, but football is such a monster, both college and pro. It's going to be tough. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be an – I don't know that AEW's – Collision is going to find its audience. I think it's always going to be going through some weird up and downs, depending on what they're competing against, as opposed to Dynamite, that they found their niche. It's that 800,000 number somewhere in the 800,000. That's their niche. Yeah. They hit that no matter what. Um, I don't know that we'll ever see AW Collision have like a steady number just because. Because that's another thing. If I am home on a Saturday and I'm not doing anything, yes, I'm going to turn it on. I have nothing else to do, but me being home on a Saturday is rare. Yeah. Saturday's a tough night, but we'll see. So good luck in all their future endeavors. And we're going to get into WWE NXT, which I thought was a pretty good show. Uh, We had a lively show. We had some SummerSlam fallout. We had a main event with Dominic Mysterio versus Dragon Lee. And Daddy Ray was in the building for this. So we're going to get into all of that. Yep. We start off with Mustafa Ali versus Axiom. And what I thought, again, NXT's opener is going to be very, very good. And when Mustafa Ali is in an opener, you know that it's going to be an excellent match. We get an appearance Scripps, who appeared at ringside, with the got Axiom's attention. The Bottega Boys, yes, he was with his guys, his goons, the Bottega Boys. <laughs> I need uh, that gimmick, get... and they could pull it off. They could so pull it off. <laughs> this is a pretty physical mess. Went back and forth with forearms. Ali sent Axiom crashing to the outside, and he got him back inside, delivered the 450 splash for the basic win for Mustafa Ali. He was talking trash about how he's going to be doing this the North American Championship, maybe, or for the future in NXT. What did you think about this match? What do you think about Mustafa Ali winning? I thought it was a banger. Um, I think the right person won, but the back and forth, they gave this match a lot of time. Um, I like what they're doing with Scripps and the Bodega Boys. I know I make fun and call them that, but I am I am intrigued about their partnership, them coming together. Um, I want to see where it goes. Is Scripps a manager? Is he going to like, I'm very confused about what we're doing with Scripps, but he has been invested. But yeah, overall, this opener was awesome. It's what you can expect from Axiom and Mustafa Ali. I feel like we hadn't seen Mustafa compete at this level like in so long, and it's just good to see him just doing what he does best in NXT, and it was a lot of fun, and Mustafa went backstage, and he well, not backstage, I think he did it in the ring actually calling out the North American champion, so he wants yeah. on Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, and I think it's great to see guys like Mustafa Ali, who you know are talented and are kind of having nothing to do on the main roster, he does seem energized and he's having great matches, which he's always been capable of, but he's getting the time, which is the key. It's not just a couple of spots here and there. He's actually getting to have full-fledged matches and he just fits like a glove in NXT. I don't think he should ever go back to the main roster, honestly. I think it's a great place for him to work as long as he has other guys like an Axiom, you know, those top-tier people to work with. I think he fits like a glove in there. Yeah, I and, and a lot of them are very happy there. I mean, I, we didn't get an opportunity to talk to him, but I heard Baron Corbin on one of his other interviews say he wants to stay in NXT a little bit longer. Yeah. He doesn't feel the need to come back to the main roster. He's having fun. He's he's working on his gimmick. He's getting good matches. So, I mean, a lot of them are just are happier to be there. Good for them. Yeah. 
So we go backstage. We get a video of Schism. They have a message for the Creed brothers because Gacy they're going crazy. Julius, they are going crazy. They're losing their minds. <laughs> Julius and Brutus, uh, they're going to have to turn uh, the performance center upside down in order to find them. So they're starting to really kind of lose it because it's it's very similar to what we saw with Kevin Owens when he was doing the Ezekiel thing with yeah. uh, uh, Elias, to where he swears that it's the same person, uh, just like. Uh, Schism is looking for the Creed brothers. What do we think about this storyline? Where they get all these people, Alfred? I don't Where know. Because a lot of them showed up. up. They had a lot of people. Boys, it felt very retribution the first time they showed up. Remember, where retribution showed up with like twelve mm-hmm. people, and then they went down to like three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it gave me retribution vibes, but I mean, it was a show long story. You know, it, it, they had it going throughout the show, and I always appreciate something that keeps you watching, and they don't just like show this one thing and forget about it. Um, but they're going after the wrong people. I don't think that you go after the D'Angelo family. We'll get into that later. Oh yes, let's get into that later. Uh, but before then, we have uh, one of what is becoming one of my favorite storylines in NXT. So we get Blair Davenport versus Kalani Jordan. She's with Dana Brooke, who yeah. is slowly starting to go heel. Uh, it was a quick match. Nothing special, nothing to write home about. Kalani's very new, and I'm sure, she, I mean, she's going to get better, obviously, but she's got the athletic looked, ability. I thought, I thought Blair made her look very good tonight. Yeah, yeah, Blair's a pro, and so they, they looked fine in there. They just kind of kept it relatively short. Uh, and the mm-hmm. story coming out of this is after the match, Brooke, she went to attack Davenport with the belt, with a weapon. And then Davenport slid out, she left, and then she almost hit Kalani Jordan because she's starting to go a little nutty. And Everybody's going crazy on NXT today. Yeah, something's in the air. In Fo- it's Florida. You know, you're in Florida long enough, everybody goes crazy. It's they, humid. You know it's quite humid right now. I don't know if yeah. there's anything like it's here, but it's been very humid here in Puerto Rico. It might be getting to them. She's becoming a Florida man before our eyes. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> I think it's great. Oh, my God. Let me look up. Hold on. Go ahead. Keep talking. To me, between Kalani Jordan and Dana Brooke, it's like Dana Brooke is like the stage mom who's kind of living vicariously through Kalani Jordan. And she's getting angry that Kalani doesn't have that killer instinct because all these people on social media are going to attack you. And she's putting all of her anxieties on Kalani Jordan. And the worse it gets and the more unhinged Dana Brooke gets, I think the better it's going to get. Because it's like a stage mom who's like, if you don't dance right, you're going to end up divorced in your 30s. <laughs> she's just like putting all her anxieties you on You really her. felt that way. You really I thought it was did. great. Yeah, I did. I, I liked it. I, I, I liked it, and I think they should have done this with uh, Dana Brooke a while back. So I'm excited to see where this goes. Yes. We get uh, Noam Dar in a metaphor. Okay. Oh, God. I thought this was going a certain way, but they did something with it. I think kind of ruined it. We'll get into that later. But So now we've got these two Heritage Cups, right? Noam Dar has got his swagger back. He's got his own Heritage Cup, which is like the fake cup. It's basically the AEW collision storyline with the Heritage Cup without the spray paint. So, Noam Dar is now defending his fake Heritage Cup against Tyler Bate. They're having themselves a nice little match. It's actually a really good match. We go three rounds. Uh, it ends up at the very end going 2 1 Tyler Bate, who yep. wins with the roll up for the three count, which caught me by surprise. Here I am thinking that are they going to just introduce new Heritage Cups each week when he keeps losing them? So yeah, I think so. <laughs> That would actually be hilarious. <laughs> but uh, Noam Dar, which I was very surprised, but I was laughing so hard at the fact that this man introduced a brand new Heritage Cup only to lose it to Tyler Bate. Uh, we can go forward in terms of what happens. Uh, they had a backstage segment with Tyler Bate, and he actually ends up giving it back to Noam Dar, who's now going to have a match, it seems, with Nathan Frazier for the Undisputed Heritage Cup. Not at all where I thought they were going, and I thought that kind of hurts the storyline in terms of how you could just, you lost the title and you're just giving it back like that. What did Man, you- I would have been here for everybody carrying around a Heritage Cup. <laughs> like that, I was like, oh God, he's going to get depressed again next week and they're going to give him another fake cup and we're going to have <laughs> to keep doing this. You know, like every time, like, so I think Nathan Frazier has it, so now he has to wrestle like Tyler Bray next week, so we condense it back to one, but then they present Nor one with another one and like we keep it going. <laughs> like I would, I would, NXT will pull off some wacky story like that and make you enjoy it. Yeah, they definitely went in, the, in that direction that I wasn't expecting. The match was so good. I don't know what they need to do. And maybe this is just me. Let me know, Chad. Um, 
I don't know what they need to do to make these rules make sense because I feel like as soon as it's as I read that it's a heritage cup and I and they put those long list of rules that I my ADHD is not gonna let me read through the third line before you already lost me and it makes me really lose interest in the match like every time it feels like it's picking up the round ends and then you have to like stop like mm-hmm. I cannot get into the matches as much as I would like to I thought the action was great Tyler Brady it's always great to see him in action Noam Dar is really good but. I can't fully get into these matches the way that I should, and I feel this Heritage Cup rules like really kind of mess with the flow of it, and I don't know how they can yeah. help you care about them a little bit more, but they still, they still, these rules, I mean, we've seen this cup being a part of NXT for probably a month or more now, and I still cannot, like, get into these matches. It's very hard. It's almost a hit or miss proposition right. to try to incorporate MMA or boxing rules into a wrestling match. Sometimes it can go well. I mean, Raw Underground, we like, but again, it, you can kind of look at that as a flop objectively. When Greatest they try to do that, that ever we saw that. In wrestling. It is. I will say that too, but not everybody feels that way. In fact, more people don't feel that way, unfortunately. And that was on display with Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler, which I oh, felt so, so bad mad. for. Them. I don't even want to talk about it. I was so mad. I was actually there. Like, that was one of the matches I was looking forward to the most. Yeah. And it's like really funny because I was saying uh, that the same people that were there, like going crazy for Cody staying outside of the ring for the count to almost 10. They weren't mm-hmm. doing Brock and Cody. No offense. I like the match a lot. But Brock and Cody didn't do nothing for like 70% of that match other than wait for Cody to get back into the ring. And they were going crazy for that. And here are these women doing all these crazy takedowns, all these crazy physical Punching things. each other in the face. And they're chanting boring. And I'm like, you're yeah. going crazy for a 10 count of somebody, of Cody just like doing this. It's okay, but it is wrestling, right? And we're there for wrestling. But it's like, I just didn't think it makes sense because like what you said, I feel like we're so wired to a certain kind of thing that when they try to introduce something new it's very hard for for people to get into it yeah and you know cody rhodes is a psychology master so that's all that was a little psychology but i mean i agree with you in terms of i was rooting for this match and i feel like the fans did not give it a chance those boring chants started almost immediately 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 they had to follow la night but like they did not i could tell uh, that, that was Ronda another thing were working when really LA Knight won, I knew what match was coming up next. And I'm yeah. like, these ass. They should have put them before the um, the Battle Royal, maybe. I don't know. But you saw what Shayna looked like the next day. That eye barely opened. She comes out with all these bandages. So she looked like a badass and she wrestled a raw. But that's how bad they were punching each other and nobody's reacting yeah. to it. Drove me crazy. But again, I, I think maybe a fight pit setting would have been better for them yeah. i think like the mma rules for that match got introduced very to last minute and people didn't comprehend what the rules were and it's the exact same issue that i'm having with this cup matches however i still did enjoy the action where i felt like with Shayna and, and ronda but the, the detroit crowd was quiet in a lot of moments that i was like you guys shouldn't be this quiet for this like even for the women's triple threat i loved it and it felt like the crowd didn't even wake up for it until like halfway through it like there was a lot of moments that i was like wake up you know so yeah like in the main event uh, I, I was very, very, very awake. So I don't oh, I know, know what you you're were. talking about. <laughs> I, I will say, I think part of the problem, there was a time when the, it was particularly when Brock Lesnar went to UFC. It was around that, uh, what was that, 2006 to maybe 2012, where yeah. there was a huge crossover between MMA and WWE. Where right. I think if you did a match like that, even when Brock Lesnar came back and he had kind of an MMA match against John right. Cena, where there was a lot of ground and pound, that era of wrestling fan during that reality era, I think, was really into like a shoot style match. But now, if you look, there's really no crossover. There's no, not a lot of huge crossover that. between UFC I and think, WWE. I think the the refusal to accept Ronda in WWE. That hurt. too. There's that too. Uh, because listen to the thank you, Shayna, chance that she got the next day. I think like Shayna got, because that was a big win for Shayna. And if you're a fan of Ronda, like nobody had made Ronda freaking pass out like that, even on the times that she lost. You know, like, I th- I'm I'm a huge fan of Ronda, and I think that Ronda's going to be somebody that years, like, if she's done, whether she's or not, years from now, people are going to probably understand that it was taken for granted. We had we had a legend up there, you know, just working WWE, and nobody really paid attention. I liked her first run a lot more than this, and I'm the biggest Ronda yeah. Rousey fan. I thought this second run was weird. The first run was a lot more efficient, but... 
yeah, I just don't think like I don't know if it's a crossover thing like you were saying, or I, I don't know if it's a Ronda Rousey and wrestling fans thing. But she also didn't do herself any favor to win defense over either. So well, maybe she didn't. But the thing about Ronda Rousey hate, it's hate. It's not apathy. Yeah. These people want to hate Ronda Rousey, so that does manifest itself in actual reaction. The lack of crowd heater apathy was because they didn't care, which I think is that there was a study that came out that said that I think it was like two point five percent of wrestling fans admit that they watch UFC or whatnot. It was a very low right, percentage right. in terms mm-hmm. of what it has been in the past. And I mean, I remember even in 2010, there was like a UFC show the same weekend as a WWE show. And it really hurt WrestleMania of all things, mm-hmm. where it, it did a, hor- a pretty bad number for WrestleMania standard. Uh, and I think that's kind of dissipated where even though Endeavor owns both WWE and UFC, I think there's a big delineation between what yeah. people watch. It's funny that you bring that up because you're absolutely right. I've always been a fan of combat sports as well as wrestling, which is really funny because I tell people this is why I enjoy storytelling more on wrestling because if I want to see two people really mess each other up, I tune into UFC. Yeah, I watch wrestling yeah. for the stories, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course I enjoy a good in-ring match, but there's some drama behind it that is scripted. Anyways, I remember when Brock announced that he was coming back at 200 and how bad I marked out. And I was like, why is nobody freaking out like I am? Like, I feel like people in the wrestling side were like, oh yeah, Brock's going to UFC. When I'm just like, do you people not understand what a big deal this is? The, the, the crossover appeal has been gone for a while. You're absolutely right. Yeah, well, we have uh, back from break in terms of uh, NXT. Oh, backstage of the segment of the schism, just going crazy. They're interrogating Hank and Tank. They want to know where the Creed brothers are. Wanker, Wanker, Wanker. does not know where they are. <laughs> so they're continuing the search. The detectives on the case. The emo detectives are on. And they keep multiplying. Case. Yeah. They keep multiplying. There was more. more people there. A very virile group. They're just um, producing all of these. Uh, do they do they lay eggs? How did where do they come from? We're never told where they. Maybe come they from. got maybe they fed them after midnight or something. <laughs> That's what it is. They're little gremlins. <laughs> yeah, they got them wet. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Hey, 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 hey! Come on. Well, I'm just saying that's how babies are made. Let's be adults about this. Somebody asked you, right? <laughs> Unless it takes you too long to finish the story, we talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no such thing as too long. We're in the bottom of the third. Uh, back from <laughs> I break. actually that was one of my favorite questions on the junket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what well, inning are we the, in? Yeah, bottom of the third. That's going to be a question every junket from now on. And he's just going <laughs> to... He needs oh, to start no, I can't keep doing that. I'm just going to keep track of Roman's matches and assume that's an inning, right? So if he wrestles like in a Survivor Series, that's the top of the fourth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's well, how yeah. we got to look at it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We see Carmelo Hayes is backstage. He's nervous about his buddy. They're really building up how Ilya Dragunov is just going to destroy Trick Williams. That's how you know they've done a great job with this Ilya Dragunov character. He's this little guy in a suit who, if you just look at him, just not talking, you just think, oh, what's this guy going to do? But he's got an aura about him oh, where the entire can't... roster puts it over that he's this killer who's probably going to murder Chick Williams, and I don't think yeah. that's going to happen. It's not going to happen, but even if he doesn't call, even when he doesn't talk, he gives me, I will find you and I will kill you vibes. Like, there is something about him, and I know he's like a smaller dude or whatever, but he's got that scary vibe where you're just like, don't mess with that guy. Um, but I'm with you. I don't think, I don't think he's going to, I think, I think Trick is going to beat him. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I hope, I hope they go. Listen, I like Ilya Dragunov. There's a lot of Ilya Dragunovs in wrestling, okay? There's only one Correct. Trick Williams. They and need they to had such a, a good segment. I thought the promo, the back and forth, yeah. I thought Trick looked better than Dragunov here. Yeah, I thought they were great going back and forth, and it's really making me excited for this match, which I think is going to be a very good match uh, because of Ilya and how experienced he is and because of how he could get a very good match out of Trick. And this seems like WWE, or at least NXT, trying to get Trick to level up in the ring. Putting him with a guy like Ilya Dragunov, I think, is going to do him wonders. I hope they have multiple matches uh, because this was a very good uh, back and forth that they had when they're talking about him just Ilya Dragunov. So good delivering his lines. Like he's going to kill Trick. That's essentially yeah, what this was. Yeah, but Trick came Dragunov. ready for him. Oh, and yeah. I love this because I too. feel like Trick is 
it's also him. And because yeah. he's hanging out with Melo, I feel like you could never see all that Trey could do. And now we're getting to see that. I love that they didn't break him off because they shouldn't have. But I love that now we're really going to get to see it because there was a couple of weeks that I was like, man, Trick is really the star in this duo. And we're not seeing yeah. it that way. And now we're going to be able to see it. We'll see what it builds to. But I hope, I do hope they have multiple matches, but I think it will be amazing to let Trick get the win. Really pulling for Trick. This is a great segment. Uh, very intense. And uh, mm-hmm. they, they did a good, good job. stuff. So yep. we see the elder statesman Rey Mysterio. And this is what I liked about Rey being on NXT is there were segments where he was interacting with the yeah. young talent. It wasn't just confined to Dominic Mysterio and the main event that they were having. He's chatting up with Roxanne Perez. And then he sees Thea Hale. He talks her up. He says he knows what it's like to be the ultimate underdog, which I thought was so great because both of them are kind of in that face the very little she's always going to be the smaller person in that match similar to roxanne uh but ray gives her a pep talk and she asks ray about his relationship with dominic mysterio and she goes do you still love your son i was hoping ray would be like no <laughs> he hesitated to answer he's a horrible dad he doesn't love him he was like he was about to say no like you said and then he was like wait let me be politically correct because he's the ultimate baby face he can't say the wrong yeah. he can't say what he's really thinking you know <laughs> yeah I-, I thought he was gonna say no it did seem like he was gearing up to say no but then he, yeah, like you said he did think it through and then he gave a very diplomatic answer he said yep. that i don't like who my son has become He's into the wrong crowd, which is like he's talking about him like he's a teenager. Dom is like his mid-20s. He can hang out with whoever he wants. At this point, his friends are his friends. But Ray said he's hanging out with the wrong crowd. I don't like what he's become, but I do love my son. And it kind of gives credence to your theory, Issa, that down the road, they're going to reunite. And this is the type of rhetoric we're going to see, is that he still loves Dom. I think, I think that when I saw the reaction, and I told you that, I told you guys that here, when mm-hmm. I saw the reaction to the to Ray finally sticking up for himself for Dominic and all that, I was like, my God, if, if Dom got all this heat from doing what he did, the Dominic coming home story book the right way it's gonna be even more beautiful maybe they win the tag titles one more time you know like i don't know but i think that i think they could do something really special with the face term i just don't think it's time for it yet i love everything that dominic is doing right now i love the idea if you have somebody of the caliber of ray mysterio backstage in a develop in a developing brand it only makes sense that he's talking to people of course i would expect everybody to want to go up to him and talk to him and get advice from him so i love seeing that part of things uh, you know seeing ray giving advice seeing him with Roxanne I thought this was very well done yeah I thought it was really good in terms of Ray Mysterio interacting with the town backstage and then we get the go home line from Yale is Chase just goes oh wow I just talked to Ray and she goes yeah but unlike him Ray would never throw him the towel yeah he did oh bars so she's still mad at Andre she is salty she is salty I think it's so funny she's she's doing a great job playing that uh, kind of petulant like upset with her dad character that's not that's not international money alfred we made it we get to what is it i don't even know how to pronounce what what what, what kind of money that's australian money well that's australian dylan matthews ozzy 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 oi 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 is there any chance that dom is using ria what buddy did to Leah? That has been a theory out there. What do you think, Issa? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that uh, I wonder how much like buddy like cries at home every time he has to see this interaction. Yeah. The Twitter reaction. The Twitter. Twitter has been like shipping uh, Ria and Dom, and they're just showing all these. And they're being professionals, but Twitter wants this to be more than it is, and so I think that's what's going to piss them off. Yeah, but no, I think that Buddy and 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 Ria, maybe they have some arrangement in which this is okay. Are you, are you <laughs> implying a muckhold situation? <laughs> I'm not implying anything. I'm just saying that they discussed it, they trust each other, they understand, and they and they're okay. It's a new it's the modern era. So there's all kinds of ways we can love each other. There's open relationships and there's nobody should be shamed. Nobody should be kink shamed. So whatever the agreement that they have, I would be in full support as long as nobody got hurt. <laughs> yeah, wow. What a, you are such a gem of a human Alfred. Why is it just Buddy Matthews who's getting all this smoke? Because uh, Dominic Mysterio is engaged as well. Why? I mean, I know she's not in wrestling, so because maybe that's what it if is. If I, if I'm engaged to Dominic, right, 
and I see Rhea, I will get it. I'll be like, yeah, I'll do it too. Go for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> she's probably jealous of, of Rhea. She's also oh, dumb. She's jealous she's... of Dom. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like it, it doesn't matter who you are in the world. That's how hot Rhea Ripley is right now. Tell me you wouldn't tell your significant other. Like you're 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 engaged, Alfred, right? And your fiance is like all oh, these girls trying to get it in with me. And you see it's Rhea, you'll be like, all right, yeah, go for it. Let me know how it was, please. You know, like I get it. Yeah. Oh yeah. That Rhea made a, a sexual in the window during an interview that we had, and it's going off because people are horny and they want to hear her talk about that kind of stuff. And it's just going off-off because she made a bulldozing reference in terms of being I bulldozed. I love this. I saw what? it. <laughs> Get Rhea big sexual in windows if you want your content to pop off. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, speaking of popping off, we get, uh, listen, I was disappointed by this because I thought it was going to go much longer. It was big meaty men slapping me, Braun versus Vaughn. They built this up. Braun's got, or Vaughn's got this new shirt about getting tabled, which I think is a funny way to say you're going to put somebody through a table. He's turned table into a verb now. But we get them just beating the hell out of each other. Uh, We get Braun Breaker is just out of levity. He's berating Wagner. Uh, Wagner fires up. And uh, hits him with a clothesline, fires off some right hands, delivers a back elbow, splash in the corner, and then Breaker turns around with a spear, just a spear for the win. Ron Breaker wins. And uh, Von Wagner had been promising that somebody was going to get tabled tonight, and he made good on that promise. Wagner sends Breaker crashing through the table with the powerbomb. So this storyline clearly is going to continue, and hopefully they have a match that goes, you know, 10 minutes. I want a match like those matches he had with Solo, because those were great. Yeah, same, but I feel I like the way that this went because I feel like everybody got their stuff in, right? Like, yes. uh, like, um, Braun hit that spear from out of nowhere that he hits. Like, I love his spear, <clears throat> I'll admit it. And we got the one, two, three, but then you still let Von, um, Von Wagner get his stuff after, which continues the story. Big meaty men slapping meat. If the story is going to continue, I'm perfectly okay with the map being short, yeah. simple, and to the point. I liked it, I, I thought this was good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It let me wanting more, so that's always a good sign. Yeah, and somebody got tabled. I hate when we somebody get lied to. I hate when we get lied to. So at least just give me what you're promising, and it happened. He didn't say I'm going to win. He said somebody's no. going through a table, and, and that's what happened. Getting, t- I love tabled as a verb. I think he's doing I great. Me too. Telling a lot of merch. <laughs> we go backstage. We're still searching for the Creed Brothers. Schism looking for the Creed brothers. They asked the D'Angelo family if they've seen the Creeds. Nobody knows where these Creeds are. We go back to the ring, and it's Charlie Dempsey so and Drew wait, Gulak. Wait, what the hell? I don't know if you if you watch this full segment, sure. but they went to like front to the D'Angelo's and they pulled out crowbars from out of nowhere. It's literally like they okay, have superpower where they open their hand and a crowbar just like manifests into their hands when they're about to fight because I don't know where these crowbars came from but it was very well done. I don't know where they got them. I don't know if they pulled them from somewhere but it really looked like they got crowbars out of nowhere. Maybe it came from the same place that the Schism clones came from. There's a lot of magic going on. <laughs> Things are manifesting backstage at NXT performance. <laughs> <laughs> so we get the Gulak and Dempsey versus Josh Briggs and Jensen. They have a nice technical wrestling match. Uh, Jensen was he Gulak interfered with the body slam and then I uh, planted Dempsey on the mat. Then they went to the outside. All four of the men get into a brawl. Damon Kemp ran down. <laughs> Trick Williams called Oompa Loompa. It was him and two other guys that he called the Loompa Loompa. I thought that was very funny. I uh, came down, he leveled Jensen while the referee wasn't looking. So Dempsey hits a bridging half Nelson suplex for the win. Charlie Dempsey, Drew Gulak are your winners uh, of this match. What did you think about this match? This was my intermission. Yeah, me too. This was my intermission. There was something about this that I just can't get into. I don't know what it is. I mean, it was it was a good match for what I the parts that I did see, but I I didn't pay attention to this full match, and I cannot get behind the story. Yeah, I mean, there really isn't much of a story here with these guys. I feel like that they're not really telling us what the story is. It's just a. This was really mostly a match. There wasn't some anything to sink your teeth into for this match I didn't feel agreed I like them better when they're with Thea with the chase you thing I feel like they never really properly broke that off so hopefully they keep that going yeah maybe she joins up we'll with them. see no no it's not that deep I mean you never know that they've been teasing that that she can go heal I hope she doesn't but that could be a possibility I don't see her as a heel but I've been wrong about people going heel and and, and I there's a couple of people that I assume that are gonna like not work out and they end up working out so 
This is directed at you, Taylor Swenson, please. A multitasking <laughs> is telling you to chill. Somebody's a really big fan of Omas. I'm going to have seven feet worth of text about Omas by the end of this podcast. I, I freaking... I typed him out. I, I had to. I'm like, I'm gonna give you a, a time out to relax and think about what you did. <laughs> we had Canada James versus Ivy Nile, who seems like a woman without a country without the Creed brothers. She's just out there having a match. Uh, James planted Nile with a spine buster, locks her in another shoulder submission. Nile fired back with a power slam, and she locked in her signature submission, but she got too close to the ropes. She stared down with an interfering Ava. And then she relinquished the hole to confront Ava. That led to Kiana James planting Nile for the win. Kiana James wins the match after we get schism and we get this bizarre segment uh, where two members hold Nile in place as Ava demands Nile, tell us where Julius and Brutus are. And the family ran down. They got crowbars. They got all these clones. They're hitting the ring mat. Uh, this yeah. is a wild scene. What did you think about all that went down as the schism goes deranged in looking for the Creed brothers. I couldn't deal with the, I like, not that I couldn't deal, I couldn't watch the match because I was so distracted by how it turned into a lumberjack match with all these crazy yeah. kisses on members that just magically showed up around the ring. And then they were pounding on the, like pounding on the mat. And mm -hmm. I was like, it's distracting, but I like it. I was like, I'm into it. What are they going to do? You know, um, like you said, there's a little bit of a Ivy now feels lost. And then the D'Angelo's coming down. Yes, continuation from what happened earlier, but it makes no sense with Ivy just feeling so lost and then her losing this match. I don't know that this did a lot for Ivy Nile, but I did think that the visual skills with all the people and all that was pretty efficient. Like I was more into that than actually that the actual match. Yeah. So I, I was too. And it's good that they're doing this whole storyline, but they are really, I'm looking forward to the creeds coming back because I think the longer they're gone, the wackier this is going to get in terms of all they're going to go through to try to look for the creeds. Agreed. We get this main event. It's Dominic Mysterio versus Dragon Lee. We get some words from Rey Mysterio before the match. He's treated like a conquering hero that he is. I thought this was a good match. That Dragon Lee looked really good. Dominic hung right in there with him. We get Dominic trolling Rey Mysterio with a 619 uh, frog splash. This match ends the way just about every Dominic Mysterio match ends. Because uh, mommy bailed him out. You need to relax. Mommy used the Women's World Championship and Dragonly struck Dragon Lee Mysterio. in the back of the head. So Mommy once again retains the North American Championship. Congratulations, Rhea Ripley, uh, on her North American Championship retention <laughs> and your winner. Still okay, champion. Okay, I'm going to start calling you. I'm going to start calling you Lyra Valkyrie. Like, mind your business, Alfred. <laughs> it's Dominic Mysterio who is your champion technically. Uh, as a North American champion. I, hey, I like the storyline. The guy is a heel. He's the biggest heel in the company, arguably in the business. So you got to win all your matches with outside interference. Rhea doesn't have a freaking feud, so he can't help Rhea. I guarantee you he would do the same thing for Mommy if he had to, but he can't help her. Um, I like the match. I think the highlight for me is like, I know how good Dragon Lee is, but we keep seeing Dom. I get that the ending is a heel ending, but we keep seeing Dom hang on in the ring with like really really great people i think he's improved so much in the ring and like mm -hmm. we discussed before i was never worried about dominic's ability to wrestle like i guarantee you ray mysterio is teaching him how to wrestle since before he could walk right but i don't know that he gets talked about enough and i'm like yo right like dom is like hanging off with like wesley with, with freaking dragon lee i think taking him down to nxt is really showing he's on these main events on raw and smackdown like wrestling some of the biggest names, and he's just you know, just up there with them. like. Yeah. So I'm just being really impressed with like what he does in the ring because I stopped paying attention to his in-ring work just because I've been such a fan of his heel run. But I just want to commend him on what he's doing in the ring. I think his matches are entertaining. Uh, they do are going to have to eventually start doing something with the Rhea finish. I think it's just a lot of the same, you know, and it's going to get... Yeah. It's going to get old at some point, but they did add a little something with the whole Lyra attacking uh, Rhea after, but it didn't feel like it made sense to me uh, why Lyra got involved in this. Like, I thought that she got a good rub from, from Rhea. You know, they got a good match. Rhea was like, go and do your thing. So I thought, like, I don't know, Rhea doesn't kind of, like, embraces everyone in her tough love way. So I didn't need to see her coming back into this. I needed to see her just, like, 
take that and go. But I guess she's mad that Rhea helps Dom. It makes no sense. Yeah, it, it's because Lear Valkyrie is now like coming in and she's chasing them off. And she's it was like kind a of like a social justice thing warrior of the ring. Yeah. Like, she needs to chill. <laughs> she's the person quote, quoting, quote, quote, tweeting everything and, and just like arguing with everyone. That's, that's the vibe everybody. that she gave me tonight. And I was like, I, it, it's, it's like, it's gotta be hard. Like, I love what they did with Rhea and Raquel, right? Where Raquel just came out of nowhere and attacked her. It's gotta be hard to try to go against Rhea because Rhea does no wrong in anybody's eye, regardless of, regardless of how big of a heel she is. So for her, you just look lame trying to stop Rhea. You know what I mean? And, and, and it yeah. came off that way tonight for her. She's in that cool heel role, which yeah. is very tough for baby faces because she's going to get cheered over them. So yeah, hopefully because they what? She had a point. Raquel. She had a point, yeah. but nobody cares. It's Rhea Ripley, and she's cooler than you, and doesn't matter what you say. Nobody's going to, like, boo her for helping Dominic. Don't boo Dom. Dom is the one eating all of the heat. They're not going to yeah. boo anything that Rhea does. When it's time to break those two up, like, and I don't know how they're going to do it, but given how popular Rhea is and how hated Dom is, it could be one of the bigger pops in terms of when she finally hits him or whatever it could be a yeah. really big moment and in my opinion um also outside of the lira looking kind of lame it also makes his opponents look stupid like dom has won every match this way why are you not paying attention why are you taking your eye off the ball when you know exactly how things go with a dominic mysterio match you're you're just letting Rhea beat you up on purpose at this point because you know how it's gonna go why are you allowing it yeah. Speaking of uh, beating people up, Rhea has a very masochistic fan base who, you know, you see oh, yeah. the tweets where they want her to like lick arm, lick her armpit and, and punch him in the face and stuff like that. Uh, so I was at the meet and greet with Rhea. One of her friend, one of her fans walk up to her and they're like, it was a really heartwarming moment because she's like, oh, Rhea, I was going through a depression and you really changed my life and you helped me get through a very tough point in my life. So she's just pouring her heart out in terms of the impact that Rhea's had on her life and on her mm -hmm. mental health. And then Rhea's like, oh, that's so sweet. And then the lady just kind of waits a couple of beats and she goes, can you step on my head? <laughs> <laughs> Rio's got my sense of price. Like, uh, oh, 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 well, I, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> so great. So they're always I love committed. her because there's that one part of Rhea that she is the coolest. But if you talk to her in a different basis, you'll understand that she's just like a normal human. And oh, sometimes yeah. you can still like throw her off. I have like, I, I have been lucky enough to be around Rhea a few times and for me the funny thing is that I still like fangirl when I see her and she just makes so much fun of me because I'd be like like I'll give you an example when I saw her in, in a like a place outside of wrestling in Puerto Rico I'm like hoping everybody gets in and as soon as she gets in I just like lower my head and smile like a little fangirl she's like you gotta stop this at this point <laughs> and I was like I can't help it like like she knows and she gets it but like once you like start talking to her you realize she's a she's a really cool chick but she's just like oh, yeah. a normal human and I had sure. to ask her one night I was like how do you deal with all of it and she's like I'm just enjoying it like and she is and she it, it she stays very connected, which I think for a heel is also what makes her the cool heel because she's very aware of her fan base. She responds, she retweets, she reposts. Um, and I think that she maybe can change the game because a lot of the heels in wrestling don't interact with their fans and they won't do these things because they're heels, right? Where Rhea's out here doing it, being a heel, and and I think she gets it. I think, like, the fan base is like, look at where she's at. Like, I know people that know who Rhea is that haven't watched wrestling a day in their life because yeah, of TikTok. Yeah. You made a TikTok famous, you're mainstream. And she has the most followers out of anyone in WWE right now. So I I, I know, so I posted up, when I posted up one of my pictures with her, like, I had a bunch of people that I know don't watch wrestling. They're like, you know Rhea Ripley? And I'm like, I mean, you know, I cover wrestling for a living. Yeah. And I was, like, I was like, how do you know Rhea Ripley? And it's because of TikTok. It's because of other things she's in a really cool position but when you talk to her it's like i don't know how she deals with it because she's a little more reserved and introverted than what i expected her to be <laughs> right right no she's very down to earth i mean she's mm -hmm. still cool she's really what you would expect in terms of being kind of cool and very quick-witted and and funny and stuff like that but just more down to earth and i think she does a good job even as a heel interacting with fans because yeah. you'll see those clips at live events where she scares children and stuff like that mm -hmm. and you know flirting with samantha Irvin. so she does a good job getting herself over interacting with all the things that are around her She's doing a lot of things different. I think so is Dominic. I think Dominic is getting that, that I don't know, there's something about Dom that you hate him, but because he's with Rhea, I also happen to think he's cool. He's good enough for mommy. 
I'm not yeah. gonna hate on it. You know, I don't know. I I I like I like what they have going, and I do agree with you. Whenever they split them up, it's gonna be crazy. But right now, I like them together. Even if the judgment day was to fall apart because we don't know what's going on over there, I can see Rhea and Dom staying a thing no matter what happens between Finn and Priest. Yeah, and I think it was a mistake to not have Finn win that world title. I mean, we they could do a whole podcast on that, but I was not very happy to see. I Finn wasn't lose either. I off. said it if Finn is gonna lose, then Priest has to cash in. Like I just don't. I don't know that it helped anyone to just walk out in the same situation that we walked in with that. But I kind of knew we weren't gonna get two cash ins on the same night. But Finn could have. Finn could have won. You know, I don't know. Like it just felt yeah. like. Seven years, the trilogy is not a trilogy. They actually wrestle each other like a million times if you keep track of it. <laughs> but we'll call it a trilogy. We don't count that. Right, but we'll call it a trilogy. And it was just like, man, you know, like, I don't know. I like I like Finn. I like Josh Renday. And I actually really, I didn't want Priest to cash in if Finn won, even mm-hmm. if he waited until the next day, because I wanted the visual of all of Josh Renday holding something, like giving them that yeah. power, having the briefcase, having the world title, the, you know. I think it would have been cool to open Raw with them all having something but that's not what we did we'll see where it goes i mean if finn would have won i wouldn't want that being cash in for about six months i would have wanted a bloodline like long-term tease every month every week where you kind of peak it and then when it finally does happen it would make damien priest into a superstar it was overbooked the match itself was good though the match very itself good, was really very good. good match. Wild, uh, great to watch live. I'm glad I was watching that live. Yeah, me too. But the problem is that once it got overbooked and once you got to the finish, so you know what yeah. they say? They remember the finish and it's just like, what just happened? You just yeah. watch a great wrestling match and then you're like, really? This We're just going to do the same thing we did last time? Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I have fun watching the match. Yeah, it was a good card and uh, it was a good NXT. I thought NXT was fun. It was a fun show. We had uh, a lot going down and I think we're going to see Dominic defending that title probably every week and I have no problem with that. I think that him and Mustafa is going to be fun. Mustafa called him out. That might be be what's next. Mm -hmm. That's going to be really good. Yeah, it was a fun episode of NXT. There was a couple of things that I still can't get into, but I think the the North Heritage Cup for me is because of the rules and and there's there's other things that they have to do better with the storyline, but overall I thought it was, I thought it went by fast. I didn't realize like it was almost time to be done so good job nxt very good job nxt where can the people find you isa and all your content you have a lot of interviews coming up and they're already out the the lucha libre online works faster than the devil okay like they (laughs) they they shout out you guys can find me on lucha libre online shout out to my team over there because like they sent me with a camera man and all I had to do was just send in the interviews. You live the life. You know, you just send in the content. They edit it. They post it. You don't even have to. I didn't have to take a tripod, Alfred. My life has been yeah, changed. I'm awesome. a spoiled brat. If you guys want to see the interviews that I did, go to Lucha Libre Lines. You guys can find me here Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. My YouTube channel. I have all kinds of vlogs coming. Mom Spaghetti. I checked out Mom Spaghetti. Hey, it was I'm so good. I saw it. M&M fan, so I had to go and get a shirt. Even though I don't wear t-shirts, but I have it, damn it. Um, I had the summer blog coming i have a lot of fun content coming outside of my live streams you guys can watch wrestling with me but i also have a lot of fun detroit vlogs coming nyc demon on youtube go subscribe and uh follow me at this is nasty on twitter uh i'm gonna have a big forbes article coming out about the wwc for partnership a lot of big numbers in terms of WWE's business are going to be in that article and then go on pro wrestling bits i'm gonna have some bits dropping as usual and i've been posting shorts clips of my interviews with seth rollins and rhea ripley uh, throughout the week doing very well so check those out some really funny stuff that they've been saying and some real fun questions that i got to ask them so uh we had a lot of fun out there in detroit we will pay off our debt okay i we will, will it off it is a long-term storyline yeah patience we're in the bottom of the third okay we're paying yeah. it off i will say i will give you all the credit alfred tried we tried <laughs> yeah, we tried we just did. like we tried. yeah like the day that i was doing interviews over here alfred was like an hour away and then when yeah. i was here he was over there i was over here like we we had a we were like I think the only time I actually saw you was at SummerSlam. Finally. At SummerSlam, yeah. It's usually not, yeah. I'm usually at the wrestling media with the rest of them, but they like, split it up and had me be with like C4 and WWE. Because I think it was, I was doing, good like, that you did article. the C4 because the, the junket was obviously, you saw how many, you know, like, there was like a lot of yeah. outlets and like yeah. it was very hard. Like a lot of people didn't get to get everyone at the junket where I feel like you got more relaxed interviews because a lot of people right. chose to stay in downtown as opposed to go to that event. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot easier for me. And, you know, the junket, they still haven't really figured that out yet. So I'm happy <laughs> to do them, but, like, it's still kind of tough in terms of getting that FaceTime with the talent. So hopefully they figure that out by Philadelphia. 
or, but, uh, or by Chicago if we have one because that's oh, Thanksgiving Chicago, weekend. Yes. So we'll see how that goes. That's right. Yeah, we'll see about that. I'm, I'm still on the fence about that. We'll see. But that is NXT, everybody. We will be back on Friday for SmackDown. Roman Reigns returned. We're going to find out more about whatever injury he does or doesn't have. He doesn't uh, have any injury. He's perfect. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> He's going to be okay, everybody. For Issa, I'm Alfred Kumba. We miss Glenn. We'll see you on Friday. Good night, everybody. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.